Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. Welcome back to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. I'm here with the ever so lovely Ola. Hello. And the bruised and battered G. <laughs> Hi, that makes it sound terrible. <laughs> that makes terrible. it sound like I've been I've been a victim of a crime. I haven't. The only crime that I've fallen victim to is my own two feet. And I've fallen <laughs> over. Clean your fucking I'm room. okay. Yeah, I'm alright. I'm just let me eat. I'm okay. It's just a minor heat injury. Uh, you guys can't It's see. not minor in any way for me. <laughs> they haven't Fucking stopped huge. laughing at me the whole time we've been talking. Yeah, you guys can't see this, obviously, but um, G has a massive lump on her forehead from falling over, and it's making this episode really hard to record. <laughs> and it's, like, really bruised. <laughs> like, and it looks terrible. like it's a triangle pointing down in between her eyebrows. <laughs> It's just an arrow pointing down. I'm so sore, and I've taken so many painkillers as well. So I'm just like, I can't even fight back. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> Betty, we're screwed next episode. G's gonna come um, with guns blazing. I am. <laughs> but it's very on brand for the book that we're talking about, which is. Oh my god! What's not? <laughs> Maybe if I'd like gotten into a fight, but no, this ha- literally happened in like the most ridiculous, embarrassing way possible. I just tripped and hit my head. <laughs> oh, um, God. We've honestly been this... a mess the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah, but the public loves it. Do they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. We like but to also, think when they are do. We not? When are we not a mess? I don't know, man. That's a good point. This week we are talking about (laughs) Lord of London Down by Tilly Cole. Um, It's a really good book. We'll start with our ratings. We'll start with you, Ola. It's a five from me. Wonderful. G? Yeah, it's definitely a five from from me. And it's also 100% a five from me as well. Okay, insert fireworks insert fireworks Betty <laughs> later for editing because <laughs> this has is never this... happened before guys yeah, all three of first... us agree on something it's fucking amazing and we're really five across the board it. Yeah, yeah all five of us it's really, a really five good of us, book. all three of us you'd think <laughs> I'd hit my head all five of us <laughs> the three of us love it never happened before this is the first time thing guys everybody Put the calendar, put the date in your calendar, because it's real, it's happened. Everyone read this book immediately. It's really good. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's a really good book. Yeah. But it is a little bit darker than our is... normal stuff. Yeah, but who it's doesn't It's darker like it than dark? what Ola reads. I like it dark. Yeah, it is. It's a lot better than what Ola reads. Oh, fuck off. 
<laughs> Why do you guys do this to me week in and week out? Last week, fucking George. It, okay, first of all, George called me the other week and she was like, I didn't know that you would read a book like The Sick Boys. And I'm like, yeah, I read dark shit just because I prefer a rom-com. I like everything but crying. <laughs> Everything, whatever, throw it at me. I'll read it. I just fucking so you hate don't crying. Mind, you don't mind like the actiony, violent, no, I dark love ones. It. You just don't like the sad ones. I don't yeah. fucking hate sad books. This book made me shed a slight tear. That does not make when? sense to me. Oh, I'll tell you later. I'll go over the synopsis. Okay. So I'm gonna be like relatively brief with the synopsis because this fuck is fucking wild and like so much shit happens and crack i probably don't need to go into like intense detail i'll just cover the romance aspect of it because that's what we talk about it's romance and smart so basically the two main characters are arthur and cheskia which is the worst name i've ever cheska chesk i'm pretty sure it's cheska it's it's like it's another way of it's Similar to, so a lot of people who are called Francesca are also called Cheska, but her name is obviously not Francesca, they just chose the nickname of Cheska. Does it have a H in it though? Yes. No? It has an H after the C, but it's C H E S K A. Yeah, so Cheska. Cheska. Okay, well, yeah. Arthur and Cheska, which I, you'd never find a the British, you'd never find a British person called Cheska, which was the first thing that threw me off about this book. From and, Chelsea? Which feel like a yeah, posh but, girl. Exactly. But anyway, it was a great book, nevertheless. So Arthur and Cheska are leads, and Arthur is the classic Peaky Blinders, East End, like London gangster, a proper underground criminal. And Cheska is a rich socialite in london kind of like went to private schools you know always lived on money is in that kind of like made in chelsea lifestyle so they first meet at the age of 13 when arthur goes with his dad to collect a debt from cheska's dad um they have like a little interaction in the hallway of the house and from that point on they kind of become like obsessed with each other but they never see each other like they just they keep each other in their memory. Then at 18, um, Arthur takes his dad's yacht out to some Spanish island. I can't oh, remember. It's near Mallorca somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. And he finds out that his yacht is parked next to her yacht. And they have like this fleeting glance where they like recognize each other. And they're like, oh my God, it's you. Um. I'll and be they kind of like <laughs> every step I take, every move you make, every breath you take. That's what I thought about when I read that fucking bit because they were just <laughs> stalking hard on each other, weren't they? They were. They spent a lot of time staring at each other. Um, so they see each other in like nightclubs and stuff, but basically, there's this one particular instance in a nightclub. <laughs> also, there's a lot of violence in between all of these like interactions, and I'm just leaving out. The premise is that Arthur kills a lot of people and he really likes doing it. Yep. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> but anyway, so Cheska's at this club in on this island that they're visiting for the summer vacation and she 
something makes her uncomfortable and she leaves and she stands outside to have like a sneaky cigarette and then these three guys come and pretty much try and attack and assault her and in the process of that arthur kind of finds finds her in the alleyway and basically kills two of the guys and then (laughs) makes one of the guys um cut his own dick off in in front of him which ola doesn't really doesn't like this (laughs) this is a big problem for me but we'll get to that when we talk about what i don't like about the book (laughs) um and cheska's like oh my god that was absolutely insane but you saved me so i can kind of justify this extreme violence in my head and then she that's when she starts to become like a little bit more obsessed with him and his like world um but she's dating another socialite who her dad loves so she knows that she could never be with him um they have this party like she has a party on her yacht and all of arthur's mates like leave to go out on another night out on the town but he stays and she sneaks off her yacht onto his yacht and then they like fuck for the first time pretty much it's hot shit time jump time jump is like five years she's 23 yeah so it's about a time there's like a time jump five years time and we find out that she's getting engaged to the guy that she's with but she's been secretly sleeping with him constantly um and then something happens and his dad gets shot like all of the elder members of her gang get shot and him and his mates have to step up into these roles and he in this like panic of losing his dad just like goes to her and he breaks down and she's like never seen him cry before because he's very like staunch staunch cold hard man um but in that in that process of like while he's crying he sees the engagement ring and then that's it for him he just like gets up and he's what they call in the book he's become the devil satan has become him um and he no longer feels anything look they're really (laughs) they're really big on the satan thing the The dark lord of london town the devil incarnate beelzebub is in the house (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of cringe it is kind of cringy how much they do talk about him being the devil incarnate but i'm just ignoring that um so after that they don't really see each other for a while until it's her hen do and she gets this video and it's this gang and they kill her dad and her fiance and she like freaks out being like oh my god what are we gonna do but then as she's like freaking out another group of men barge into the room and kill her two best mates in front of her and then they um try and kidnap her but she gets away and at this point in the book arthur has like risen to like being one of the like most wealthy gangsters in london so he owns this massive club and she she runs away from her kidnappers and like finds him in the club and he like takes her in as to like protect her um man there's so much in this book (laughs) i'm trying to like like process well, then they it in kind my of head. like start working out their emotions right yeah well they kind of like start building this relationship but the thing is is like arsa doesn't he sees like love and romance as like weakness because he's got so many enemies so he's like put up a wall but she like loves him 
and they have all these like interactions where they're trying to like figure out what they want from each other and basically his thing is like I need to show you every awful thing I ever do um, to see if you can put up with it. So he takes her to this like underground fight club and she watches him kill a bunch of people. And then, yeah. And then from there, um, there's like a lot more romance aspects in the book. And basically it kind of rounds, it kind of rounds out with like, he, a very important scene is he puts a tracker on her wrist and you're like, that's weird. Why would you do that? But it becomes very important. They go to a dock. I'm not doing, I'm not doing this very well. This book is so complicated. So <laughs> we also need to mention, which I feel like might make this a little bit more clear is that there is another character called Ollie and is his name Ollie? The evil yeah. guy. yeah, but we don't. He's not really relevant until the very end of the book. Yeah, but he's he only was in like the first chapter. Her. Okay, yeah, they were like really. He was friends with her fiance. They went to high school together. Yeah. Um, but they get this call that one of their docks has been attacked, and a couple of shipping containers have been dropped off. And when they get there, they just find shipping containers filled with like trafficked women. Um, and they blow up and. Chesky that gets hit um, in like the flames and he thinks that she's dead and he realizes that he actually loves her and he can't lose her but she's not actually dead and then he's like oh no, I have to like hunt these people that are trying to both kill my the love of my life and are trafficking women and have also like trying to take over my like criminal empire um what happens next the- so what happens next <laughs> is that they're at home and the dad wakes up from his coma. Oh, yes. So yes. I should specify that when at the beginning... Can I just say, I normally write this shit down. <laughs> Usually I'm good As at I'm this. As I'm reading, I write it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like every other time I've like explained a book, I've just been able to do it perfectly. But this book has so many elements to it that just it's, aren't there's necessary. There's a lot of twists really turns. Yeah. So, so basically, at the beginning of the book, when all the elders of the gang got shut up, the only surviving person was his dad, but he was in a coma for a very long time. And he gets notified that his dad has woken up for the coma, and his second-hand man, Freddy, whose dad took him when he was a kid, they both go together to, like, greet his dad. But it turns out that it was all a trap, um, and that and Freddy shoots his dad. And is like, psych, I'm a traitor and I'm kidnapping you and Cheska and I'm going to take over your entire empire. And so they put him in the back of two separate vans, but because Arthur is Arthur, he manages to kill both of the people holding him in the back of the van and like sneak out the bag. And he tracks Cheska with his, with the bracelet that he gave her with the tracker in it. Full blown sneak attack. Up all like the gangs in London. That, all like, the gangs, all, all the buddies, all the gangmates, all the illegals, all the old boys. Pretty much, it's like the Italians and the Jewish and the. I love yeah. that they threw the Czechs. Jews in there. Yeah, like, like, the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Just the Yakuza, like any any kind of gang you can think of, was involved at some point in this story. Um. 
then he like he's like okay we're gonna plan this attack where like every gang in london is gonna work together to take down this trafficking organization and they figure out that the leader of this organization is both freddie who is his like secondhand man and also someone called ollie which um was cheska's ex-fiance's best friend and they get there shit got weird it, yeah, it did get weird. So, so Cheskia, it, there's also lots of different POVs, so you find out a lot of information very quickly in the like, last 100 pages of this book. So Cheskia's like, locked up in the little office building, and Ollie comes in, and it turns out he's like been madly in love with her, and every time she's been like nearly kidnapped, it's been of his accord, because he just wants her for himself. And at this point in time, she thinks that both her dad and her fiancé are dead. And then he just kind of, like, pulls them out of the woodwork. And he's like, psych. Um, they actually faked their deaths because they were in a shit ton of debt to me. And um, we made a plan that they were going to sell you to me because I love you so much. And then they could, like, run away. Um, and then she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he kills her dad and her fiance in front of her for like a second time and it's really fucked up and basically the operation goes down they infiltrate the way into it there's lots of fighting going on like guns a lot of east london gang violence and he saves like arthur saves cheska and ollie's like on the floor like writhing in pain because he's beating the shit out of him and he's like by the way, you know the fire that killed your mom and your sister when you were, like, a kid? Arthur's um, mom and sister. Yeah, like, Arthur's mom and sister. Yeah. Like, Ollie was like, hey, you know the fire that killed your mom and sister when you were a kid? Um, it turns out that that was a murder. That was, my dad did that. And also, we pulled your sister out of the wreck, and we pretty much stockholmed her into thinking that she's part of our family now so your sister amnesia. Started <laughs> on that shit. so your off. sister is still alive um mm. but she thinks that she's my sister and if you kill me she'll come after you because she runs the biggest like drug ring in sweden or whatever it was switzerland. and he's like switzerland and he's like oh my god what the fuck and then because he's so off kilter from this new knowledge like Ollie gets the advantage and is like, I'm going to kill you now. But then Cheska like sneaks in with her little daggers and kills him. And he's like so proud of her. And it's a, it's a love match made in heaven. And daddy's little murderess. Yeah. I did a really awful job of explaining that book. It was terrible. But that the book is very bad. complicated. It is a complicated book. Next time when a book's that complicated, let's write it down. <laughs> I could write it down because I feel like I'm missing out so much but I don't even know if it's relevant or not you know books like well I felt the same way when we were doing worth it and fuck it I was in a whole realm of shit yeah because there's just so much that happens and half of it isn't necessarily relevant to the romance but it adds to these overall tropes that like basically Arthur is a very damaged individual and he doesn't want to make Cheska into a damaged individual is basically the reason why he won't love her. And she's like, psych, I'm already damaged. 
Like, this already happened. You should just love me anyway. Yeah, there's, like, the whole thing where he's, like, where she's, like, ruin me. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> and then, much. Yeah. And then she's, like, I'm gonna ruin you. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, with their love story, like, the main thing is that, like, they sort of, like, have this thing for each other. They keep on meeting. And then he has to, like, test her. So she has to, like, prove to him that she can take, like, all of his darkness. And she does. She does a really good job. And then he sort of has to prove to her that he can, like, love her and, like, be good to her. And then they, like, happen and they're happy. Yeah, George explained the book way better than I did in, like, five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this shit, like, happens. Like, that's, like, the, yeah. the idea. But, like, obviously stuff happens to make that to make that love story progress. Anyway, favorite parts. Come on, Ola. I've got a few. Mm-hmm. One of them was the way that Cheska was portrayed yeah. um, as a Chelsea girl. I don't know what it was about. Okay, so I've one of my best gals, Sammy Allsop, was on Made in Chelsea, and that's all I thought about whenever I was reading it. Because, <laughs> like, they, are, they do behave – well, she doesn't behave like that now, but when they were on TV, they obviously behaved very similarly to the way that her friends and her behaved together when they were, like, on the boat and wherever else – and um, that was because it was all very surface, like, level, their relationships at the end of the day with money and stuff. You know what I mean? So I think mm. she was portrayed really well as a Chelsea girl. But then, like, the um, the transition into becoming, like, that corrupt queen was really cool to watch. And how she um, – well, not watch, but read. But um, it, was, it was kind of fun. Like, I know that the book was really dark, but I thought it was quite fun as well. It was a fun book. Yeah, I thought I like it was how fun. There was, I like how there was genuine character development. Yeah. Like, all characters. Because there was quite a few characters in this book, because obviously they covered, like, the entire gang, mm. in a sense. And all of the characters in themselves had some form of development. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um... I also, like, I think the storyline was, I think it was just written amazingly, to be honest. It was such an amazingly written book. And the storyline was interesting. Like, it kept me really engaged. At the beginning, I was not sold on it. And you girls know that because I messaged you and I was like, what the fuck am I reading? But then, like, (laughs) once you get... After the the guy got his dick cut off, you were like, I was pissed about that. I was not impressed. But, like, when they kind of got to 23 that age I was like okay I can really get into it now but the first kind of ages pissed me off a bit I didn't like it that much yeah that's fair yeah but after 23 I thought that the like the story was really good I enjoyed it what about you G I think that my favorite part of the book was all of the like twists and turns because I love it when there's like like sort of like a secret, like a mystery you don't know, and then all gets revealed in some like super dramatic way. Like I love, I love books like that that have a bit of mystery to them. So I think that was my favorite part, like finding out that it was like Ollie all along, and you're like, ah, oh, that fucking. Didn't asshole. you think yeah. that at the beginning though? Because I, I did. I sort of like thought it, but I, I like I didn't know like how they were gonna. I didn't know how they were, how the author was going to do it though, 100%. because there would have been you know like, and do it in a way that was good and sort of fit the vibe of the rest of it yeah because i worked Mm. it out the minute he put his hands on her Mm. i thought he was was just gonna be a creep i didn't think he was gonna be like so evil nah hundo you knew it come on (laughs) 
that bit was obvious that he was the piece of shit in the book. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I really liked, I really liked the way that this book portrayed like grief, because the way that she wrote it really made sense to the like the way that people like process grief and like I mean it was obviously very dramatized and the emotions were very like extreme like you know I don't you wouldn't usually like knock a whole bar off the wall if you were feeling something but (laughs) (laughs) I once flung a tv out a window so I guess it just really depends (laughs) (laughs) I was pissed but still I like I'm like the fact that like when Arthur was having to the the um, the language she used like Tilly used when Arthur was explaining what it felt like to like feel things after he just pushed everything away was really emotive and it was really like captive to read and just the process of both of them having to deal with like this intense guilt together and the way that she wrote about it um it did. It brought it brought a slight tear to my eye when Arthur went and visited the cottage where the like the fire was set, and he had like a breakdown. It was very, it was very this sad. This made Betty fucking cry, but say you swear didn't. Just saying, she's <laughs> fucking broken. So the author did have a great use of language in this yeah, book. She did beautiful oh, writing, Tillicole. We're really impressed. I genuinely, I love this, but I like. I was so upset that I had to keep putting it down to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse. I put it down after the first couple of chapters and I went to sleep and I'm like, I'm going to fucking hate this book. But then the next day when I picked it up again after work, I was like, I'm never going to sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> like I genuinely, I really got invested in these characters. Like genuinely. I'm still thinking about them. I am really like, got invested in Vinny. Well, <laughs> I did, because that was like that was the most bizarre character I've ever read. I guess it leads us on to our least favorite part of the book. I'll start. Go on, Ola. One, you cannot have sex while you're smoking. So hot, though. Mm, I don't know. It wasn't for me. I don't know. But if you if you think about the semantics of it, he was lying down and she was sound top, so it wasn't like he was doing any work. Mate, he'd choke on the fucking cigarette. Like, let's be honest. Not if he had it in the corner of his mouth. And he's like the master of like the 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 handless inhale exhale. So he's just got it sitting there and he's inhaling and exhaling with no without removing it. You can't have such a cigarette (laughs) in your mouth. But and because they talk about it, she talks about how like the ash keeps on falling on his chest, but he's like so into like fucking her that he doesn't even notice. (laughs) Number two, I have a problem with him fighting with his glasses on. (laughs) <laughs> would you prefer him to be blind okay, I wear glasses I'm let me tell you something I know you guys wear glasses as well but I'm like full time glasses wearer if I don't wear them I'm fucking blind I can't see a thing that's what it seems like he was to me but if I get like a raindrop I don't have windscreen wipers it fucking fucks up my like <laughs> peripherals and everything <laughs> It does no, like you cannot be that good at fighting with glasses she, on. She did seem there was a lot of glasses semantics that were missed. There was a out. lot of cleaning. Sometimes, sometimes as well I was as a the little, glasses. But 
sometimes a little bit confused as to whether or not he was wearing his glasses. Yep. Because he'd take them off and then I'd, I don't know when he put them back on or he'd well, put like them he'd, on. He'd, but... There was one scene where like he put them on and then he lay down and went to sleep. <laughs> like, yeah. Why did you put your glasses on, bro? <laughs> the glasses were unnecessary to me. Uh, yeah, I feel like the glasses were an unnecessary plot point, plot point that I had to like pay attention to. I feel like he wearing his glasses in this part. Number three. <laughs> I have an issue with the dick cutting. I have a huge issue with that for a few reasons. <laughs> One, you get a sh- broken shard of glass. And you're meant to saw your dick off and not pass out, not go into shock, not go catatonic or whatever the fuck it's called, and then crawl away or walk away, whatever he did. He ran away. He ra- Okay, so then he <laughs> ran away after cutting his own dick off. Not possible. Well, he got shot in the back of the head after that. So he didn't get very far. <clears throat> no, he got sliced. Oh, yeah, yeah, he got sliced. Oh, he yeah, because he ran past him and he... Yeah, him. he sliced him across the neck. But not no... You can't, there's no way. There's no. no way. There is no way. I get. I got real upset about that scene after I read it. <laughs> and I messaged you guys and I was like, what the, like, because you're both, no, well, you're both nurses. So I'm like, wouldn't you go fucking catatonic? Like, wouldn't you go into shock? It doesn't matter you, how much adrenaline you have. You lose a lot have. of blood. You've yeah. got so many blood vessels that flow into your penis. <laughs> but like, In the imagine- big ones. Let alone with a fucking butcher knife or something, right? But a shard of glass. Just you probably would have got like, like one third of the way through and you probably would have passed out. That's what I think. I don't think you could even physically do it to yourself. I, I think you could maybe do the first cut and then you'd just, like, I don't you'd think you could. You'd be in agony. Like, could. you would be shaking and freaking the fuck out. Like, there's no way. I don't care how much adrenaline you've got. There's no way that you could cut through your own dick. Yeah, you're pretty Also, the adrenaline out. would make you lose blood faster. Yeah. Because it would just be shooting out. Am I like... wrong here? No. No, no you're right. me off. That scene actually was, it made me angry. Like, I fucking love this book, but that one scene should be removed. This is, I love that, that this is like, this is like the tables of turn. Like, normally it's Betty picking apart, like, all of the sort of unrealistic things from Ola's books. And now it's Ola picking apart <laughs> the unrealistic things from Betty's book. It pissed me off. I just don't understand. Because, and then, okay. So then you don't know what the fuck you're reading because then it goes into this whole thing with Vinny where he's seeing dead people, which is fine. People see dead people. But then he starts, like, being a clairvoyant and, like. Vinny's (laughs) character was not good. Okay, yeah, but then he starts being a clairvoyant. So I'm like, what am I reading? Is this real life London right now? Or am I reading a fantasy? Like, what am I reading? Because you can't, like, it didn't, like, like, you can't cut off a dick and then have somebody who was, I don't know, diagnosed as, what was he? Something schizophrenic. schizophrenic. Yeah, but it was a type of schizophrenic. I don't don't know what it was. Paranoid schizophrenic? I'm not sure. And then it was delusional, wasn't it? So oh, delusional schizophrenia. People. I'm not sure which one. And then he starts it's actually becoming a, a clairvoyant, like three quarters. Well, then of the that way doesn't make board. sense because he's not got paranoia. He's got delusions, so he got the wrong diagnosis. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did say paranoid schizophrenic. 
It did. Yeah, but he's but he's not a paranoid schizophrenic. Okay, he's well, a this is where my issue lies because then he becomes <laughs> this a thing, fucking yeah, clairvoyant. He's, not paranoid. he's no longer a schizophrenic. He's then a clairvoyant, and he like can see everything and talk to dead people, and it's not actually schizophrenia. Well, his schizophrenia wasn't represented well. No, I spoke to Ola about that like a couple. Was it like yesterday or two days ago? I was like the portrayal of Betty is not good. Betty called me the next day and she's like, I have a problem with Vinny. And I was like, GG, and I just spoke about it yesterday. I think this is a very insensitive portrayal of somebody with mental illness. So that's what I didn't like about the book. Although the book is fantastic and please don't let you turn that off. Don't let that turn you off reading it. All right, G, what's your least favourite part? My least favourite part was that the book was a little bit too short for how much happens in it. And I feel like there was so much development that pertained to the plot. But I think, like, knowing what we know that it is planned to be a series, isn't it? Like, this was the first one. Do it, yeah. It's do it, yeah. There really should have been more. Because it was written two years ago. Yeah, there really should have been more world building because you just sort of get thrown in straight away. Like, you've just, you have, like, barely any explanation for, like, the actual structure of the gang, like, who does what. And I just feel like and all everything that happened only pertains to this plot. Yeah. And I think like yeah. there was one bit as well where they're like, and then we're going back to the church. And then you don't realize that it's an actual church for a while until they talk about graveyards. No, it's like no, a no, converted it's church. They talk yeah. about No, I know. That. But they didn't explain that, did they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's well, where fuck, they I missed that part of the book. I was too pissed about the dick soaring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was really confusing to me because they're meant to be like, the biggest gang in London, like the most powerful gang, but it's really thrown together because there's only like six characters and none of them fulfill leadership roles. So all it explains is like there's these six characters that have somewhat importance in the gang, and then there's just millions of foot soldiers. Yeah, just like, and then they they only mention like one or two sort of like generals or whatever that handle other stuff. But they just make it, and like I don't know, like they didn't, they just sort of explain that Arthur was now like the head of the gang, but they didn't explain like what Freddie or Charlie or like Vinny's like anybody else's role was like are they just like his second in commands are they like his personal soldiers I just really feel like there was a huge opportunity to really invent like a really good underworld like sort of vibe and it was sort of missed it's going off that I actually just wanted to say do you know what I've really liked as well how they had lesbians fighting and gays and gays. Yeah, lesbians and gays that. were both included. Love yes. it. Yes, and there was, was like a very inclusive thing. Yeah, loved that. Sorry to interrupt your world building, but you were talking about people in it. Yeah, yeah, no, that was all I had to say. That's what I mean, like the character development was amazing, and the but everything that happened in it was only happened for the purpose or described for the purpose of driving this specific plot forward. There wasn't enough setting up. Hmm. Yeah, that's a fair critique. Mine was a dialogue. Some yeah. of it was rough. Some of it was a bit cringy. But <laughs> my issue my issue with it, okay, was... Oh, here we go about the princess thing. I never met anybody from the UK that uses princess as a pet name. I knew it's it. Like, no, I knew it. I knew it. It's like, like, your terms of endearment are like love or doll or hun. Yeah, but or the babe. reason why he called her princess Look, is because it. she was 
from Chelsea and he was like from the slum, I guess. Yeah, I know. Like I, I get I get the concept, but it made me cringe because it just didn't seem <laughs> and also but like some of the dialogue in itself was just very like dramatized. Like I don't think they once had like a nice conversation that wasn't like my lord, like I am thou queen and I shall delve my soul into the darkness of the devil i was like can i just have like one normal conversation like just a nice little chat i don't know if i read that part but no like like the entire scene where they were yeah, like explaining the, the relations yeah you know what i mean like all of it was like they were constantly speaking speaking like metaphors like nothing was just like a straight yeah because he chat. couldn't be that was the point though because he couldn't be straight about what he felt yeah but even when he like admitted that he like loved her like none of that ended it's still they were always in this like weird it was a bit cringy playing of their relationship and it was just like a little bit cringy maybe if somebody actually spoke to you like that you'd be like fuck off (laughs) yeah that's what i mean like it's just a fucking book where somebody chops their dick off so i didn't really think too far about that (laughs) well because i didn't mind i didn't mind the scene i actually quite enjoyed the scene where they were speaking about the chess pieces it was cringy when she then pulled out the chess piece and then put it later down on chest. in the book and then like rubbed it on the blood in his chest being like i've been and like then they had darkened. sex with him yeah. with other people's skin on his body and bones the queen has yeah. been sullied yeah that's what i mean <laughs> that was a little bit cringy but other than that great book love the book Nice. <laughs> it was sense. it was a great book like we really like great. we're picking at things because like the strength of the plot and the characters was really amazing it was super engaging which is why we are just picking at like these little things yeah yeah favorite sex um i have to tell you i don't know if i loved any of them what what yeah, i thought the I sex know. was really good i thought yeah. it was okay but I enjoyed the time that they first made love. That was my favorite as well. Uh, I think yeah. because it was the most descriptive. Yes, that's what I think as well. Because the other ones were just like they went from zero to a million. You know, mm. there was like, but the first time that they made love, that was a very descriptive. Oh, the made love. See, my one, my one, my favorite one was the first time they fucked in the yacht. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Not the not the make love one. I like yeah, that boring. one was a good one. But I think the first time they fucked in the yacht, that was like nice. When he like grabbed her neck and like blew yeah. his cigarette smoke into her mouth, I was like, oh, <laughs> this book made me miss smoking. It did. It made me miss smoking as well. Terrible. I have to admit, it made me miss smoking too. <laughs> now i really want something and to like it reminds you know like when you, um, I'm... when you watch like a tv show or a movie where there's like really cool people that are smoking you're like fuck i wish i still smoked this is Do you know what actually was sexier <laughs> to me than the sex scenes when what? he would light a cigarette for her and then put it in her mouth oh, oh god okay come on like give me that or like when he would just share his with hers and she wasn't mm-hmm. and he would do it for her that to me was sexier than them fucking I don't care what anybody says, and me and G work in healthcare, so we should know better. But smoking is sexy. Smoking, smoking is, is so sexy. So yeah, but just hot. don't do it. Don't do like, it. Don't but do it's it so hot. hot. But it's really hot. But just like, don't do it. Just watch it. Just or just just read books where people smoke. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, a good alternative. PSA: Don't date a violent criminal. Unless it's that hot. Unless he's like your one true love. Then date him. I've had my fair share, and I've yet to meet a sexy one. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I guess nice. yeah. You know, it's your area of expertise. Most violent criminals aren't sexy, which is. Right. Probably good. It's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing that violent criminals aren't. I always sexy. think that like I'm always like, man, it'd be like so hard to date like a like a real like tough guy like didn't care and they like had heaps of money from selling drugs. But I think like the actual reality of it, like I would just be so anxious all the time. Like I would just be so worried that I was going to get hurt, that I was going to get arrested, that they were going to get arrested, that like lose everything. Like there's there's no sense of stability, and I would just I think I'd just be a wreck, just a nervous wreck. You want to fucking get in with a criminal, date a politician. That's about it. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> Fuck off. See, Mark. I had these, the like, criminals. I had these feelings while reading the book, and it was like, oh God, Biddy had feelings. <laughs> Jesus Christ, everyone. I don't know. I'm not even pu- kidding. Put the date in your calendar. This is a <laughs> real revolution we've got going on. There were on profound here. feelings. I was just thinking about the feelings. <laughs> <laughs> capable of profound feelings. They were shallow feelings. It was more of the concept how it's like, I think I miss dating, like, assholes. Because Liam's so sweet. He's so <laughs> lovely. I could never argue with him because he's too good at communicating for me to get to a point where I need to raise my voice. But when they were shouting at each other in the book, I was like, man, I really wish I could just shout at somebody sometime. <laughs> we can, I told you, we can swap boyfriends. Just I'd for like a him. day. I'd kill, I'd kill him in a minute. You'd kill him in 2.2 seconds. I'd oh probably kill Liam in 1.1. Like, I couldn't no, deal. You, if I was yelling it. at somebody and they didn't yell back at me, I'd fucking go crazy. You could... <laughs> You you and Liam when you're on the phone and he'll just tell you a story and you'll just be like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, because he's so <laughs> fucking funny and weird. Yeah, like, but I have... Fuck swallows lithium. <laughs> like, uh... guess what I did today, Ola? And then this one time I had to call poison control because I was out the back and I did something with I don't fucking know what and then it blew up in my face and I lost my eyebrows. <laughs> if that was in my life, I would be like, grow the fuck up. It's like when you have kids. But I love it for you. It's like it's like when kids tell stories and they go like, "Did I ever tell you about the time that I did this? Do you, do you then, remember when I did and this? Then, and then and, and then, then I did this. And then and it's all and I've heard them all before. And yeah. they're all car related. This one time I went out to a field and I did a fucking spin and the fucking something set on fire and I'm like, oh, very good, sweetie. Very nice. <laughs> That's lovely. Guys, I want to tell you what I tried to do with dating apps in the last fortnight. I did not have much luck. And let me tell you why. I was not allowed to join this website. It was an Amish dating website. (laughs) (laughs) But then I thought, aren't the Amish not meant to use the internet? There is. A society of reformed, inclusive Amish. Is in there? Which there is. Um, I know because I follow them on TikTok because they're oh, so fuck fucking me fascinating. Sideways and call me Sally. There is no way that that shit is real. Yeah, it's like they follow the same Amish beliefs, 
but instead of like completely getting rid of like electricity and electronics they like use it when it's like necessary and like so so internet dating no like they'll churn their own butter but if it's really fucking cold in the winter they'll put the heat pump on (laughs) 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 so funny so anyway, I tried to join, but they were like, you can't prove that you're Amish. And I'm like, really, I can't. So that's fine. So Could instead... you not just put a bonnet on and take a photo? <laughs> Probably How do you I prove do that you're Amish? Like, what, what was the criteria? I couldn't prove it. How the fuck am I going to know how to prove that I'm Amish? <laughs> but like, what, like, what is the criteria? Like, do Amish... Oh, Amish like, you had to answer like, a whole IDs bunch of questions and I got all of them wrong. My God, like a question, like an Amish exam. Yeah, and I sucked at it. I was like, oh. no electricity, no this, no that. And I was just wrong in everything I said, even <laughs> though I thought I was right, but I was wrong. I feel like I was well, maybe too Amish for the Amish. <laughs> if anybody knows the answers to the Amish dating site quiz, can you just flick them through? Yeah, because I want to get on there. <laughs> I actually but had ins- a talk with someone recently about how I should be Amish. No, because I no. because I don't like the idea of like having to work a job, but I do like the idea of like working to like to like produce things. Like, imagine yeah, me, I just so like capital- be at home all day spinning wool and churning butter. I'd have a great but time. You're, you're like the ideal capitalist. You're like a consumer's wet dream. I am yeah, not. I've seen I'm how many clothes you have. At, yeah, but I'm good with my clothes because I I'm not super capitalist because all my clothes are pretty much secondhand. And right, like I've got to make four clothes. pairs of shoes. <laughs> That's okay. ridiculous. Yeah, I've got four pairs of shoes, <laughs> and I share a wardrobe with my man child. And mine is—he's literally got one and a half of the like hangers no, for his suits, and then half of it's his clothes. The other half of my clothes—I literally have no clothes. That's I'm so crazy. Very to minimalist. Me. See, I'm like—I'm not minimalist. I'm. I like to, I like to have things. I'm very materialistic. I'd probably say, but I'm not super. I'm not a super capitalist. So I'm very materialistic, but I'm not super capitalist. I'm just before I met G, I had one pair of shoes. And then you bought more because you realised the need. Well, because every time I go here, with you G, had two pairs like... of shoes. Betty had three pairs of shoes. She had a pair of boots like Docs, and she had a really tall pair of Docs that went up to her knees, and then she had a pair what of sneakers. What are we talking about? And that's it. I'm gonna get and us it back just, on track. Here. It just blew my mind. No, it, it was actually I'd set her down, and I was like, "You need to sort this out." I'm gonna play a game with you guys. Okay. okay. It's called. I've had a head injury. I'm all over the place. Oh, apparently. Yeah, be it's nice called, to G. Ola. He's a ten, but are you excited? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm gonna give you guys some scenarios, and I want to hear what you think. This is some TikTok trend that's going around right now, and I want it to be TikTok friendly because I'm a tiki toki queen, apparently. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Shout out to our eight followers on TikTok. <laughs> He's a 10, but he doesn't wake up to his own 32 alarms, snores, and randomly flinches during sleep. Oh, <laughs> that's <sorry>. me. <laughs> that's like a two for me. That's like a one or a two for me because I fucking wake up after one alarm. I, I, I literally, I do that. I set like, I set so many alarms and they're all five minutes apart. No. Oh God, that's fucking horrible. No, um, he's um, a 10, but he calls you mummy. No, no zero. 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 You can go minus if you need to. 
Um, he's a 10, but he smokes while having sex. Oh, oh it's 15. Oh, 10, bro. Yeah. Way. That's a minus 10 for me. He's a 10, but he squared. doesn't argue back. <laughs> oh, I uh, I'd have to give that one. That one's like a mid range. I'd have to give it like a six. Like <laughs> you need a little bit of a fight. Me. You need a bit of fight. Otherwise, I'm just yeah. using, Adul- you know. adult. Betty oh, do they do they just like... exist for like for you? Like, is that all I they do? Know. I See, a- adult Betty is like ten, but like eighteen year old Betty is like minus a hundred. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can say that. I can say that. When I was, I was, my ex slid into my DMs recently and we were talking about how much we used to argue. And I'm like, holy fuck, I've chilled the hell out. Because, like, I remember once he had a hose and I, like, grabbed it and I started, like, spraying him in the face with it. And I was like, I <laughs> <hate> you. <laughs> um, oh, he's God. a 10, but he gets stuck in a revolving door. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> like like every like sketch time? comedy? <laughs> like every like time. a bit? He just doesn't know how to go through a revolving door. <laughs> oh, I'd, 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 still, I'd say he's still in 10. It's just like a aww. <laughs> he's like 10, but aww. He's a return, but he's a 10, but he replies to every two to three business days. Oh my god, he's like a 150. Uh, I don't need, I, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> somebody who says they're a romantic at heart, you're a fucking cold heart bitch. I'm a romantic on my terms. Okay. Yeah. Um, He's a 10, but he uses Snapchat as his primary source of communication. <laughs> no negative. That's a negative for me too. <laughs> Betty, how do you feel about that? Look, he's a little bit of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he's Liam. He found Snapchat and now he can't figure out how to work anything else. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> he can work batteries, though. He's a 10, but he's he can. That's why he calls he batteries. Control. <laughs> <laughs> he's a 10, but still asks where you want to eat, even though your answer is always, I don't know. Oh, I hate it. Dan does that to me every single time we go out. Drives me absolutely crazy. Can I tell you guys a little story? Yes. Oh, we're going to end up in La La Land here. So I'm wearing wearing caramel-coloured sweatpants, and there's a little hole in them, and I'm so pale that in comparison to the caramel-coloured sweatpants, my skin looks like it's grey through the hole, (laughs) and it's really distracting. I look like I've died. I look like I've died and I'm I'm viewing myself. That's not a story. That's not a story. Um, He's a 10, but he only posts me on his close friends. No. Ew, what a, no. Ew. It's like a two. He's a 10, but Um, he has a picture of a fish on his Tinder profile. No. (laughs) Not as bad as a picture of like a dead deer or something. But it, hunting and fishing pictures just really should not be used on dating websites. Yeah, please don't put a dead boar on your... Yeah, no, but nobody's going to be like, oh my god, look how hot that guy looks carrying a carcass. He's a 10, <laughs> but he asks people to cut their own dicks off. <laughs> I'd fuck him. Betty's dream boat. <laughs> 
He's a 10, but after you get hit by a car and get amnesia, he pretends that you used to love him. Oh, that's little shit. <laughs> get rid of him. He's a 10, but he dry humps you on his roof in jeans while you're naked in the rain. <laughs> restaurant <laughs> actually that would actually like, kind of piss me off because I have a thing about like respecting the rules <laughs> he's a 10 but his mum tries to k- kill you <laughs> no I said, I said bring on the challenge <laughs> he's a 2 but he can find your clit oh yeah 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 We'll keep him around. But you My can concern them. is that why am I in bed with a two? <laughs> in the first, you had a really rough yeah. night. Yeah, it's like you, it's, it's not like you knew that he could find your clit. Like you went in there knowing that maybe he couldn't find it. Maybe. Yeah. Um, he's a ten, but he claps when the plane lands. <laughs> oh no! Oh, public embarrassment is this vomit-inducing. He's a ten, but he answers his mum call his mum's calls during sex. <laughs> no, why? <laughs> Put the phone down, bro. He's a ten, it but he thinks be he's me. a vampire. <laughs> oh god. He's a ten, but he has a poster of Shia LaBe- LaBeouf on his wall. Is it LaBeouf or LaBeouf? LaBeouf. LaBeouf. He's got a poster of Shia LaBeouf on his wall. I would still From call him a movie? TNA. Really? I love Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Are we talking are we talking like holes era or like weird No, like I'm, I'm thinking era. like like the, the, the later like masculine era. Oh, Shia yeah. LaBeouf had like a real good comeback where he started doing like all these arty films and he got real buff and real hot. He's a ten but he grunts like a pig when he comes. Put him down. Put him put him on your Tinder profile. He's a ten, but he yells Geronimo when he comes. Oh, Geronimo. no. Doesn't Geronimo mean, like, let's go? <laughs> no, that makes sense. <laughs> He's a ten, but he farts when he comes. Every oh, time, or is God. it one off? I don't, every time. Uh, you should see somebody about that. He's a ten, but he'll only do anal. No. 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 You guys like his anal or your anal responses? Is it I wait? Does even... he does he mean like he only does anal like his asshole or your asshole? Your asshole. I would know. That'd be like a zero only. Yeah. God. Yeah. He's a ten, but he won't call you his good girl. I'm okay with that. They're still a ten. He's a ten, but he won't let you call him daddy. I don't. Want <laughs> I'm daddy. also okay with that. <laughs> He's a ten, but when he fingers you, he tries to put his hand in and make you feel like a puppet. (laughs) Zero. (laughs) He's a ten, but he jackhammers your cervix. 
In a good way? No, not in a good way. (laughs) Can we have a conversation about it? About him jackhammering his servant? Does he learn? No, this is is the way it is. Oh, God, get rid of him. Get rid of him. He's a 10, but he always complains the condom is too tight. Ugh, people like that are disgusting. They fucking piss me off, hey. He's yeah. a temp, but he showers right after he pulls out. I'll join him. Why not? But yeah, every time? No. Uh, that doesn't work They did. Me. They did like an episode of Sex in the City like this where Miranda I remember with the Catholic guy, guy with the fucking yeah, guilt. Yeah, I mean, he had like Catholic guilt, so he, like, he would get up and shower like really vigorously every time they'd sex. Like, they wouldn't cuddle or anything. He'd just get up and go. And I reckon it would like, the first couple of times you'd be like, whatever. I reckon it would really wear on you. You would start to feel like you were doing something wrong. Yeah. He's a 10, but he runs up the stairs on all fours. <laughs> He's still a 10. <laughs> I do that. Oh my god, Jay, no. What? That's fucked up. Because it's that steep, you have to put your hands out or you'll fall. Yeah, but every time you climb the stairs, this is what I'm saying. If it's a steep set of stairs, yeah. Like my grandparents have these stairs that lead to the second floor of their house and I have literally never walked up them without touching the top stairs with my hands. Um, I fall a lot. Look at my face. Okay, like I have to be careful. <laughs> He's a ten, but he comes when you say you're about to come, and then he stops. Oh, oh no! That's cruel, isn't it? That is. He's a ten, but he changes speed when you're about to come. Uh, good uh, way, not bad way. No, in a bad way. No, so he gets you off track again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that would fucking piss me off as well. Negatives. Yeah. He's a 10, but all your friends have seen his dick. Oh, I don't know if I like that. I don't, In a joking I, way? Like, did they like, really look like at a sexy party? way? Let's say it's in a sexy way. No. No, I don't like that, eh? Nah, that would give me some deep set issues. Yeah. He's a 6, but he remembers everything about you. Oh, so gross. that's quite nice I only have so many stories I need you to forget some of them (laughs) Jesus Christ Betty you act like you're fucking dying tomorrow (laughs) like (laughs) 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 so that's my he's a 10 game oh thank you that was a lot of fun I thought it might be because G can't really think straight and I thought I'd find something that was simple as. Did you come up with them all on your own? No, I didn't. I did not. <laughs> did you do the book ones though? I did the I did a couple with Betty, but the rest I did with Miss Honey Andrews. Oh, um, nice. But there were some in there that um that I didn't put on because they were a bit too much. Like we went on a fucking rampage last night. <laughs> I was like, maybe not. <laughs> if you guys want to play along at home, let us know your answers. Yeah, and also send us some. Yeah, yeah, that would be I so much fun. These are ten bots. Are some like, of them are very funny. Yeah, she's the one who came up. For, he snorts like a pig when he comes. <laughs> I was really proud of Honey for that one. I laughed <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you, everybody, for this wonderful episode. And I am apologizing once again for my 
awful synopsis of the book. I guess you'll just have to read it. <laughs> Enjoy it. It's an amazing book. It's really, if you really want good a good, book. like, if you like a good sort of, like, darker, gritty romance, it's a good one. And people do love those books. The dark ones always get a lot of love. Yeah, I fucking love dark books. Yeah, big ups to Tilly Cole. And also, please, well, please just, I don't know, politely let her know that we're waiting for the second book. <laughs> Very politely <laughs> slide into her DMs. Still let her know that yeah, we would like a second book. Also, quadruple check the trigger warnings before reading this book. Oh, we probably yeah, should have said that at the beginning. But please make sure that you check the trigger warnings on this one because it is hardcore. It's very graphic. Mm-hmm. Very violent. Some of the killing, even for me, I was like, ooh, don't it, it back just a tad mm-hmm. bit. I don't need to know about skin and bones on people's faces. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, we have a very awesome episode because we will be talking to the wonderful Miss Lena Hendricks. Woo! So excited yes. for this one. She's the funniest person on the planet. She is a so southern doll and her books are pretty awesome. They're very lovely reads, so try and read as many as you can um, before you listen to the episode. Yeah, she and just had a new s- book come out called The yeah. Altar and the Alias. Yes. Well, and, and it's done books, very well. Ola's obsessed with the, what was it? The, the Bad Boy and the Bad Bad Boy and the Badge. I fucking <laughs> love the book name. It's such a good title. It's the best title ever. It's my favorite title. But yeah, we are so excited to talk to Lena and we're so excited for you guys to hear the episode. So stay tuned. Have a wonderful rest of your week and thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Girls Who Read Porn. Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team. <laughs>